I saw an unidentified cryptid in my backyard last month and I can't find any explanation as for what it could be. I was inside our house finishing up some work, but I could see my boyfriend and our dog in the backyard through the back door window. Suddenly, I hear our dog barking. As I glance up to observe what was unnerving her, I realize that it's something flying alongside the back of our 10 feet fence. Quickly, I open the back door, and walk onto our patio. The creature was completely silent, and looked like a straight, yellow gold line that was hovering 5 to 6 feet in the air, and moving in a precise, striate formation. And let me tell you, this thing was fast. My dog is a greyhound mix and extremely agile, and even she couldn't keep up with it. It was a little less than a foot long, and a centimeter or two thick. I couldn't tell if it was glowing, or if it was just the combination of the glow from our backyard lights, and its golden tone, gave off this illusion. Because it was flying, and clearly much faster than my dog, it wasn't acting like it was trying to evade danger. I had the feeling that it was fairly intelligent. It was almost playing with my dog, like it was playing a game of tag. It flew back and forth four to five times in a straight line at about 20 to 30 miles per hour, I would say. My dog attempted to catch it, running as it as it moved to the opposite side of the fence, but once she started to catch up, it would start flying in the opposite direction, without ever having to turn around. It flew in a smooth, unwavering manner. Like when you point a laser at the wall and move it back and forth to get your cat's attention. Obviously, I wanted to get this on video, or at least a picture, but I wanted to get a closer look because my mind needed an explanation. As I moved closer it quickly flew over our fence and I never saw it again. But I could hear the bustling of leaves around the side of our house. After I knew it was gone, I looked at my boyfriend and his face said it all. I asked him what he saw, to confirm that my mind wasn't simply playing tricks. His experience was the same as mine. We both have been looking for this thing every night since we saw it, but to no avail, we still have no idea what this unexplained creature could be. Has anyone else had an experience like mine? Or any explanation as for what it could be? If I'm unable to come up with an explanation, or even a plausible theory, regarding what I saw that night, I think it will bother me the rest of my life. Humanoid Creature in Lower Alabama I've recently tried to discuss this story with my boyfriend, but I don't feel any relief about what happened to me in high school. He tries row explain it away as a group hallucination or someone pulling a prank on my friends and I but I know deep down what happened was unfortunately real and it still gives me great anxiety when I think of it. The story took place in Lower Alabama when I was in high school, almost eight years ago, but I still remember every detail like it happened moments ago. Three friends and I were making the trip to our other friend's house, way out in the boondocks, probably 30 minutes outside of any nearby city or town. There's only one road that takes you to his house and it's just a long strip of old concrete that's in dire need of repair, but considering only a handful of people live out there, why would the state waste their time and money? On both sides of the road, it's just dense forest that creeps to the edge of the road sometimes, hardly know where to pull off, and absolutely no street lights. We were in my friend's brand new red Mustang that he got for his birthday and he was proud to drive us all around wherever we wanted to go. It was him, we'll call him Jamie, driving, my friend, we'll call him Dave, in the passenger seat, and myself and my other friend, we'll call her Mary, crammed in the back seat among his giant sound system, no seat belts, just half standing, half sitting in the floorboards. It was very uncomfortable and the rattling of the music shook my entire body but I was just happy one of us had a vehicle to take us to our buddy's house. We turned onto the long strip of road that would take us there, 
and was very disappointed that there was another car not too far ahead of us, which meant Jamie couldn't show off how fast his new car could go. Although there's no crazy turns in the road, it's solid white line the whole way because of the endless hills, making it impossible to pass anyone. We accepted that we'd have to go the speed limit and Jamie finally turned the music down so he could talk about the tiny red Toyota that we'd be staring at the back of for about half an hour. It's about 9 p.m. and there was no moon visible through the dense clouds, so it was pitch black besides our headlights and the car in front of us with its own lights, which were their brights because I'm sure they were aware of the tons of deer that live out there. No other vehicles came from the other direction and no one was behind us. We drove for only about 10 minutes, cutting up and hardly paying attention to the road since we knew where we were going. Suddenly, the car in front of us slams on brakes, skidding their tires, stopping in the middle of the road. Jamie wasn't following too closely so we didn't have to do the same, but we came to a slow stop maybe 15 feet behind them. There was a brief pause before we heard a woman's blood-curdling scream coming from the Toyota. We had the windows down because some of us had been smoking cigarettes, and that's when we saw it. We had stopped on a declining hill so we could see in front of the Toyota, and what we saw, I'll never be able to forget. It was some kind of humanoid-looking creature, standing on all fours, but the arch of its back was taller than the little Toyota. The only thing that made it humanoid was its hairless skin, but it was very pale, almost gray, very wrinkly, and its limbs were impossibly long. Its forearm was longer than any human's entire arm. The legs, fingers, arms, neck, everything looked like stretched taffy and we could see all of its bones through its skin, especially the backbones that were almost spike-like because they jutted out so much. It wasn't facing us, just stopped mid-stride in the middle of the road, facing the right side of the forest. It had backward-facing knees like a bird's legs, no tail, but still had the posture of some kind of animal. I hope to God it was an animal, but there's no animal in Al that would be taller than a car on all fours, and like I said, it had human-like skin, hands, feet, and its head was like a human skull. No one in our car said a word and Jamie instinctfully hit the lock button for the doors, though our windows were still down, and the woman in the Toyota was still screaming bloody murder. For a moment, I remember telling myself it was just some kind of messed up prank slash a weird art sculpture or something because it wasn't moving at all. But then those thoughts quickly dissipated when the thing cocked its head in our direction. Its face was just as terrible as the rest of its body, pale and wrinkly, just an indention for a nose, tiny black holes for eyes, no ears, and an impossibly large red stained mouth that formed into a wicked smile, showing its multiple rows of pointed teeth. The woman's scream grew terribly louder at that moment and the thing seemed to finally be almost startled by it, turning its head back towards the forest taking only about two giant, fluid, animals-like steps, and disappearing into the woods on our right without any sound. As soon as it was out of sight, Jamie slowly crept the Mustang forward, around the still-stopped Toyota and we saw a man and woman frantically arguing and crying in the front seats. When we got in front of them, the man puts the Toyota in reverse, and goes a bit off-road to turn around, and floors it in the direction we came from. Apparently where they were headed wasn't important enough. I almost thought we should do the same but I couldn't get myself to make a sound, let alone a word or sentence. Jamie went only about 5 miles over the speed limit as he rolled the windows up and no one said a word for the rest of the 20 minute drive. When we finally got to our friend's house, he was waiting outside for us waving as we pulled in the little dirt driveway. All four of us scrambled out, pushing past him to get inside the house. I remember him saying something like, whoa, looks like you guys saw a ghost or something. Dave turns to him with the most serious face and says or something, yay. We got inside and part of me was still thinking it was some sort of hallucination, 
even though we hadn't drank or smoked that day at all. So being the artist of the group, I asked our friend for paper and pencils. Without question, he retrieved them, and while sitting in his living room, I suggested that we all should try to draw exactly what we saw before we tried to discuss anything. Sure enough, each of us drew the exact same creature and showed it to our friend before explaining the full story. He was horrified and took the drawings out back to his small fire pit, and lit them ablaze. None of us protested because we never wanted a visual of that thing again. He asked us things like had we been drugged or were we pulling a fast one on him. But considering there were two other people that saw the same thing and most of us were to the point of tears, he knew we weren't lying. He led us back inside, locked his doors and windows, and put on a movie to distract us, but we kept bringing it up, trying to make any sense out of it, and got hardly any sleep at all. Jamie took us all home the next day and we saw the Toyota's black skid marks in the road where it happened, confirming it wasn't all an elaborate shared dream, and before we dropped off Mary, she told us she didn't want to hang out with us anymore, simply because being around us would remind her of it. We sort of just nodded, and I honestly haven't spoken to her since. I rarely speak to the other two friends anymore, for other reasons, but a few times I've tried to bring it up to them, and they refuse to want to talk about it. I know they know it happened, it's just too painful for them to discuss, which is understandable. I hate talking about it to this day and I've only told two of my closest friends and my now boyfriend who's very opposed to any supernatural things, so you can understand why I didn't get any relief by talking to him about it. I never really believed in those sorts of things either before that incident, but it's definitely changed my perspective a bit. Please let me know if any of you have seen something similar, I've tried researching it and people keep saying it's a skinwalker, a rake, or wendigo, but the descriptions never fully match up. I guess I'd just like to put a name to whatever the terrible thing that prowl- Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Paul's Lower Alabama Woods was... Howling Man in Skelly, Oklahoma. A few months ago my roommates and I were out taking a drive trying to find fun places to visit. I'll call them S and J for privacy's sake. S was driving and told us about a playground in Skelly that she used to go to with a friend so we decided to go check it out. The playground wasn't very special but it was interesting because it was half old playground equipment that you could tell had seen years of use and half newer equipment. While we were enjoying our time there, I started hearing whispers from the newer side of the playground which didn't freak me out because I've heard them since I was a child. But I called out to Jay and she and I walked over there. By the time S joined us the whispers had stopped and we were about to head to the car when out of nowhere a truck came speeding down the road seemingly from nowhere and stopped at a crossroads about a half a football field away from the playground. Naturally when it stopped we all froze in the shadows of the trees trying not to be seen because it was near dawn and we didn't want to be caught by some random local in case the park had closing hours or what not. But before we knew what was happening the driver got out of his truck and stood facing the crossroads and let out this sound that I can only describe as a howl of some sort. It was deep and guttural, almost inhuman sounding. It started out low and then raised in pitch. The sound only lasted 5 to 6 seconds at most before he went silent and then made it again. What really caught our attention is that we were out in a small country town so at night there's a lot of bird and insect noise, but when the driver started howling at the crossroads everything went absolutely quiet. 
After it started its third howl we ran to the car and drive away. We didn't know what we had witnessed but it definitely felt like something that we weren't supposed to be present for. S and I drove the 45 minutes home and dropped off Jay at the house only to decide we wanted to go back now that the sun was up. But when we arrived back in Skelly we were in for a surprise. First off there is not a crossroads anywhere close to the playground. There was only a curve in the road but we could all remember distinctly aren't a four-way crossroads under the street light. Also it wasn't half a football field away from where we were it was maybe 20 feet away. I know things look different in the dark but it seems like those two things shouldn't be that different at night. We don't know what we saw out witnessed but we haven't been back to Skelly, Oklahoma since then either. Possible mimics in Denver and Venice, California. I'm not too sure where to cross post this but I felt like this is probably the best subreddit for my stories. I am not 100% sure that what we witnessed were mimics but it definitely felt like something else pretending to be human. I know we have had other strange encounters but these two specifically stand out in my mind and have both happened within the past month. My boyfriend and I are travelers and live in our van. I am from upstate New York and he is from Manhattan. I have been living like this for over five years now and have seen a lot. One of the best parts about this lifestyle is the people you get to meet from all walks of life all over the world. Needless to say, we have a lot of exposure to different people and we aren't easily scared by strange behavior or differences. A lot of times we will camp in national forests but there are also plenty of nights we spend in Walmart parking lots and Home Depots and anywhere we can find with overnight street parking. The latter has brought us to some sketchy areas where other homeless people camp in bum camps and whatnot and obviously hardcore drug use in some of these areas is a real thing. With that being said, a few weeks ago we were kicking it in Denver and went downtown to the Rhino district off of Laramar IB Live and were looking at the murals and street art and taking pictures and generally just chilling. It was almost midnight and we ended up in an alley behind an old Catholic church when we saw the feet and blankets of someone sleeping in a doorway. Now, as another person on the street, even though I don't live the exact same lifestyle as people who have to sleep super public like that, I still empathize as much as possible and try to give them respect and privacy. Like, I don't grill them while they are laying there because I can imagine how uncomfortable and demeaning that would be to wake up to. So as we begin to pass this person I keep it in the forefront of my mind not to stare and I prepare myself that they might be asleep or they might be awake and looking at us and not to get startled. This person was laying in a maybe, three foot indent in front of an entrance to an old factory behind this Catholic church. No matter how prepared I tried to get myself and no matter how much exposure I have to other people on the street, I could not help but get a surge of adrenaline and fear when we passed by this lady. As we got closer I glanced over and she was sitting up, slouched in the corner, looking right at us. To me, she looked like she could have been native or Hispanic. Her skin was a mix of brown and gray and she had long, tangled black hair. But what I remember most is her eyes. They were huge and bugged out and seemed like they were painfully strained and you could see her lips pull back to show her teeth effortlessly. She had a blank expression on her face the whole time we walked by. I feel like this is a good place to mention that after spending time on the west coast you get crazy accustomed to tweakers and general meth antics. You can usually always tell when someone has lost themselves to meth and it is a special kind of crazy, but crazy all the same. You can feel when someone has lost themselves to this drug. And the decaying and neglect of their bodies is very apparent. With that being said, this woman did not give off druggy vibes. She didn't look ill and frail because of drug use and she didn't seem to be fueled by drugs. She genuinely looked sick like terminally ill type sick the most messed up part of this is what she said to us as we walked by though shane was on my left side 
My little husky was clipped to me in between us. And the lady was sitting on the ground to my right and as we passed by and I noticed she was making eye contact I gave her a soft, gentle smile and looked down. I don't know what Shane did to her as far as facial expressions and acknowledgement goes but as we started to pass her she says in a soft, serious voice with no infliction at all. What is it called when you don't believe in God anymore? And Shane quickly responded I think that's agnostic. And we just kept walking. As soon as we got out of earshot I was like Shane, WTF, why did that scare me so much? And he was like you're okay, it was just a homeless person. It's no big deal. I had a feeling she was going to scare you though but it is okay. And we kept walking down the alley. At this point I let Boppy, my husky, off her clip so she could walk on her own and she just followed behind us quietly. She never barked throughout the whole ordeal or acted scared at all. And she is losing her eyesight a bit, but I have seen it heighten her other senses and she knows when things are messed or if someone wants to hurt us and will bark and go into defense mode. She went through this whole encounter with nothing. We leave the alley and are in front of these old apartment buildings that remind us of something you'd see in New York or even New Orleans. Totally project looking almost shotgun houses, and completely out of place for gentrified-ass Denver. We saw them as we drove by before this happened and instantly felt drawn to them because they were so out of place. There was a kid's jungle gym type thing that they could crawl on placed on top of a bush in front of the house which was distinct AF but we didn't mention it until later and there was the haze of a flashing TV screen and someone screaming in one of the houses through the open door and this was all across the street from the old, ominous Catholic church. It was just the dark alley, the lady, the creepy church, the foreign houses, the supposed presence of children, and the soft, hazy lighting from the street light above that was such a mind mess that we felt like we weren't even in Denver anymore. Or, I hate to be this guy, but like we weren't in 2020 anymore. Later on that night we got back to the van and Shane told me that woman actually terrified him and that he knew I was scared but had to act like everything was okay for me so I didn't lose. He said it was just as unnatural as I felt and that he doesn't think we saw a person. When he said that I flipped out cuz that is exactly what I thought too. It was unsettling how we both felt the same thing at the same time and didn't realize it until later on when we discussed the situation. And on to the Venice story. So last night we were sleeping in the van by the dog park near the boardwalk and Shane was staying up doing some art stuffs in the van. The way our van is set up is on the left side we have a big, long window and then the driver's side window uncovered. Shane heard someone's feet shuffling and dragging and was curious which tweaker was walking by and looked out the window to see someone passing by. This was about 2 am and he saw a lady wearing a black beach hat resting on top of her head with really thin, balding hair and you could see her scalp underneath. She turned her head to the side and tried to look through the big side window and it felt like she was seeing through the window but not looking at anything in particular at the same time. Her eyes were really deep set and sunken in and it seemed like she hadn't slept in a while but she seemed too cognizant to be high. Her skin was pale white and she seemed to be in her 70s or so. She was really frail and was dressed to go to the beach which was strange because it was so late at night dark, and chilly for Venice at nighttime. It felt like she wanted people to think she was going to the beach. She was talking to herself but it wasn't audible and was no human language he's ever heard. It sounded like radio tuning or something. Like a strange frequency of radio tuning. She didn't notice him even though they were a few feet away from each other and she wasn't angry or anything like that. It just felt like she was trying to deceive him. The craziest part is there is a plastic divider in between the two windows and when she walked away from the big picture window Shane could hear her footsteps but she never passed by the front window. She didn't cross the street or go behind the van or anything. She walked straight and he never saw her pass the second window. 
I am so glad I wasn't awake for this because I would have lost it. As soon as I woke up in the middle of the night and he told me what happened I instantly got chills. I don't know what to think about this at all but would love to hear y'all's theories. Thanks for reading. I kid you not, there was something in my backyard last night and I was not happy about it. I need to get this off my chest somehow because I don't know what it meant and it keeps bothering me. The encounter. Late last night, around 11 p.m., South Texas, I was walking past the double French doors that lead to the backyard. I'd forgotten to turn on the backyard light, as usual, and so I approached the light switch, just to the right of the doors. I stood for a moment, getting the sensation that something, or maybe even someone, was lurking about on the back porch. I'd had my fair share of the same impression before, only to find an opossum or whatever once I'd turned the back porch light on. Except this time it felt different. Something felt off. I turned the porch light on, but didn't see anything right away, just some of my husband's tools that he'd left out from when we rehung the back fence a few nights ago. I went to the kitchen to grab some food, then walked back towards the living room and glanced out the backyard doors again. There was a silvery slash yellow thing far in the back near the new fence, where an old tree stump used to be. It looked like it was glowing. I stood there, confused. At first I thought maybe it was the reflective lights on one of the bikes that was hung up on the shed but what I was looking at was well below the bottom wheel of the largest bike, almost as if it was crouched down. And then, whatever it was, turned its head towards the back of the house. I had been looking at a profile view of it. With the light from the back porch, I distinctly saw eyeshine of two eyes, a long, pointed snout and pointed ears. This thing, for all intensive purposes, looked like a large black dog, about the size of a large German Shepherd except it was blacker than black. And I realized, with a sinking feeling in my gut, that I could not see the back gate because there was a thick, black mist around this thing. I felt afraid. One of the first things my brain went to was, werewolf. Wait no, this thing is much smaller. What is it? Looks like a dog. I know we tend to have stray dogs in our neighborhood, so I yelled my husband, who was sitting on the couch at this point, there's something in the backyard. I ran for the bedroom, where I had my 32 pounds recurve bow. We're an archery family, since they're quieter than guns, so I grabbed the one thing I knew could give me range. We presently have a problem with large and aggressive dogs in our neighborhood that have been documented killing cats and assaulting joggers. So yes, I armed myself because I wasn't going to take any chances. My husband stayed by the back door, looking for the thing. I was gone for about 30 seconds. He said he didn't see anything, but understood that I wouldn't have strung my bow unless I meant business. He's not as sensitive to vibes and spooks like I am, and he knows it. Rarely he'll sense something that doesn't feel right when we're looking at houses. When I got back to the back door, my husband opened it and I stepped out with my bow drawn. I know that sounds absolutely crazy, like something out of a movie, but it was all I had to work with. I called out loudly, who's there? And aimed my arrow where I had last seen the thing. I am a decent shot with my bow, but not the best, but all I had to aim at was this thick, black mist where the creature was before. I still couldn't see the back gate for the mist. Bear in mind, our neighbor to the west of us has a yard light that normally spills into the back corner of our yard near the back gate. Even with that light, the mist was so thick I couldn't even see the tall grass in the area. I remember calling out into the night, whoever you are, you need to leave now. I am armed and prepared to shoot. And to my horror, this black mist suddenly bounded up over the back gate, which is about 6.5 feet high, and disappeared as if it were being sucked out of the yard. 
All of a sudden, I could see the back gate again in the ground, and everything else that I normally can see at night with our back porch light and the neighbor's yard light. The thing was gone. In my mind I was trying to piece together what I had seen and the first word that jumped into my head was black shuck. But it gets weirder. I was aware of the black shuck being a creature from folklore, because I have a casual interest in that sort of thing. But I also knew that seeing one wasn't exactly the best of news. I messaged a close uncle of mine and he said he'd seen something similar run through his yard the night before and he lives halfway across the country. He said one of his kids also saw something similar too except in the daytime. I still have my bow strung. I realized that we recently moved the fence back to the property line. It's a privacy fence, so perhaps, whatever it was, was used to sleeping behind the back gate at night. Still, it had no business lurking in my yard. I hope I didn't offend it by pointing an arrow at it. I just want it to stay away and not bring ill to my family. Edit. I know Black Shuck is more of a British Isles sort of creature, and I'm in Texas, but I don't know what else to call it. If anyone can enlighten me, that'd be great. Also, I'm one quarter Native American, Kickapoo, but I have a lot of Northern European roots, including Britain. Thanks. I'll never forget the night of August 14, 2021. I was fishing the river with my friend in a suburb of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We loved coming to this public park to fish because it was quiet and there was a nice sand bar to fish from. This park had a Sioux burial mound about a half mile from our spot. After fishing for a better part of the day, we decided to leave at dusk. In order to get back to our vehicles we had to take a trail through the woods, which was about a five-minute walk. I put a clip-on light on the bill of my hat so we could see the trail. I remember when I first glanced ahead down the trail I saw two circular white lights that I assumed were fireflies. Once we got further down the trail, we were closer to the area where I had seen the fireflies. It was then that I saw a pair of eyes that were either highly reflective from my light or glowing white. It wasn't long before I could make out a body. It was a very large white body on four legs, bigger than a wolf but unnaturally skinny. I couldn't make out any facial features because its eyes were so bright. I wanted to warn my friend but all I could manage to say was there's something there. We had no choice but to proceed because this was the only way back to our vehicles. This thing just stared us down but didn't make a sound. My friend yelled at it to try and scare it away, but it didn't react at all. I yelled at it after she did and it responded back mimicking my voice. I honestly questioned myself and thought I was imagining things. So I yelled at it again and it responded back at the same volume, same pitch, exactly like my voice. At this point we realized this was not an animal. We both continued on the path in silence but I maintained eye contact with the creature. I felt like this thing was ready to attack us at any moment but it just stood there staring. Eventually, we were out of the woods and I could no longer see its eyes. We made it back to our vehicles and felt a sense of relief. I asked my friend did you hear that talk back to me? She said she did and it sounded like my voice when it responded back to us. If she hadn't heard the voice I would have assumed I imagined it. We went over what happened and our stories were the same except she said the creature had a wolf-like head. After our experience, my friend who is Hmong went to see a shaman. The shaman believed it was an evil spirit and performed a cleansing on her. She was still shaken up by the experience for several weeks. I tried to hire a spiritual advisor online but when I described the experience and asked for a spiritual cleansing of my own it said they were not available at this time. At the advice of one of my friends, I burned some tobacco and said a prayer that the entity would leave me alone. It took me several months to just feel normal again, but I still think about it on a weekly basis. 
I tried to do further research and contacted the management at the park. They said the park we went to had ancient Indian remains scattered along the river that were unmarked. They said there were more Indian remains in that park than any other parks they managed. I contacted several Native American friends and was told the entity we encountered was a skinwalker. I know skinwalkers are part of the Navajo culture but from what I read it checks more of the boxes more than any other supernatural being or cryptid. Thank you for reading my story. If anyone here has any insight on what this was it would be greatly appreciated. After a stressful day at work, I had gone over to my friend's apartment to shoot the breeze, eat some food and play a few games on my friend's PS4. It was getting late and I had to be up fairly early the next day. My friend walked me out to the parking lot to my car. There was no one else in the parking lot, just us two. As I was unlocking my car, a dog walked out from the side of a nearby building about 25 feet away. It came fully into view and stopped to look at us. It was a little bigger than a standard Great Dane. It was all black with long hair that appeared to be falling out in clumps. It had long ears and a long, scraggly tail. I remember making eye contact with it. It had dark maroon colored eyes. And in the moment we locked eyes, it smiled at us. But instead of a dog's lips going up and back, the lips went slightly sideways and I saw white, human teeth. I recall suddenly getting a feeling of dread and fear. I felt like it was something disguised as a dog and pretending to be a dog. But it wasn't a dog. I'm certain of it. The energy coming off of this thing didn't feel dog-like. I don't know how else to describe it, but my hair went up on end. It turned around from us and began limping slowly back around the corner from where it had stepped out from. It seemed to have most of its weight on its front legs, walking with a hunched back. When it was limping away, I noticed its rear left foot was wrapped in blue gauze and the foot looked very odd. The heel was actually parallel to the ground. I am unsure if my friend saw exactly what I saw, but she suddenly said, it's leaving. Let's follow it. And she ran after the damn thing right after it disappeared around the corner. I remember being scared for my friend, so I went sprinting after her. I rounded the corner to find my friend looking around confused. The dog thing was gone. At the rate that it was walking and limping, and given the close proximity to us, which, again, was no more than 25 feet. There was no way that it could have disappeared that quickly. The air was suddenly extremely cold, even for South Texas January. My teeth were chattering and I told my friend to quickly go back to her apartment, lock the door and stay inside. I warned her that that thing was not a dog and told her I'd text her when I got home. Once safe at home, I texted my friend and thought that was going to be the end of it. But even as I settled into bed, my heart was racing. It didn't help that, around 12 AM, there was low whistling right outside my window. My neighbor's house isn't too far from mine, but they're good people and there is no logical reason for them to be that close to my window at night, whistling. I didn't make any indication that I was aware of the whistling. It wasn't even musical just the sort of whistle someone is giving if they're trying to get attention. Eventually, the whistling stopped and I heard nothing else. I had trouble sleeping. I haven't seen anything, or experienced anything like it since. My big question is, what was that thing? My parents were out of town and I lived in a small neighborhood in upstate New York. My backyard was half cleared land and half dense woods. There was a small creek that ran behind my house too so I could see all sorts of animals at night including turkey, foxes, possums, raccoons and deer. 
One night around 1 a.m. I was on the couch in the extended living room part of my home where three of the walls had windows and we had a skylight. This is important because I had a complete view of almost all of my backyard up to tree's edge, including the moon overhead which was a winding crescent. I heard the sound of a very angry squirrel for about 5 minutes and I kind of brushed it off because I've heard angry squirrels before. Then I heard the most terrifying screech. It sounded like a goose I had just been murdered and screaming. It scared the crap out of me and I immediately rushed over to the windows to see if I could see anything. I was worried it might have been a wolf since my neighbor's cat likes to go wandering outside and usually kills a bunny or two and leaves them in our front yard. It was pitch black and my porch light barely illuminated anything but our back porch. I brushed off the noise and went to bed shortly after. The next morning I headed over to my neighbor's house who have hunted before and occasionally would bow hunt too. I asked if they heard that noise last night and they said yes. They thought it was a deer crying for help. They told me they were going to investigate the woods in a few hours to see what had happened. I was reluctant to ask to go with but I was determined to know what the noise had been. A few hours later my neighbors and me went into the woods. We didn't have to go far when we saw a dead squirrel pretty much ripped to pieces. We continued on figuring that squirrels don't have much meat on them so the animal probably tried to get as much as it could out of it. We wondered for about 5 more minutes when we came across 5 dead bunnies, a deer and her fawn, and a dead goose. Now this frightened me the most. 3 of the dead bunnies had just their heads missing and the body was intact. The other two were ripped to pieces similar to the dead squirrel. I almost gagged at the smell of it all. I didn't dare walk towards the goose or the deer. My neighbor who had a bow on him walked towards the mother deer to see that she had long claw marks in her torso and her head had been mangled. The fawn however had its head missing as well. Now the weirdest part of all of the dead animals was the goose. The goose was fully intact except that its lungs had been ripped open and all of its inner organs were gone. My neighbor's wife immediately called the police and said that there was a bear roaming the property and was attacking innocent animals. I had my suspicions but I do not believe this was a bear. My neighbor who had the bow was keeping a clear eye on the surrounding woods like he was watching for something. His wife paid no attention to this and continued to talk to the police. Then it hit me a feeling of dread and chills. New York gets cold in the morning, but this was summer and the humidity was usually around 90%. The entire wood seemed to be silent as well. We were near the creek and couldn't hear the water flowing either. I could see my neighbor had the same feeling wash over him as he raised his bow and loaded an arrow into it. He told his wife to be quiet and me to stand back. I could not see anything, but that feeling was still with me. My neighbor I know saw something but refused to tell me what it was since I was 15 and he probably didn't want to scare me. After a few minutes the feeling of dread was gone and the sound of something moving through the forest could be heard in the distance. My neighbor lowered his bow and told us we had to leave. We immediately listened and by the time we got back to the small neighborhood the town police had arrived. My neighbor explained the story and the police advised us to stay inside. They later sent a few animal control people to survey the area to try and get the bear away from the neighborhood. They came back empty-handed. I never knew what that was that I was out there, but I had done some research and I believe it might have been a Wendigo by the dead animal killings. My neighbors refused to talk to me about it ever again. And my neighbor who had the bow seemed very cautious after that. If anybody has any insight on this, please say something. This happened a few years ago and I now live in a different state. Edit. I haven't told anybody this story because I thought I was overthinking which I do a lot. Overanalyzing is kind of my thing. I do not have contact with this neighbor anymore either. Edit 2. For anyone wondering my neighbor had moved to this bigger piece of land because he had hoped to bow hunt on his own property so he could build like a stand up in the trees. 
As far as I know New Yorkers deemed that it was still a form of hunting and later the town police told him he couldn't do that anymore. Hello. Let me preface this by saying I've always wanted to believe aliens and ghosts etc. But I've always been a have to see it to believe it kind of guy. So, my story starts one day a few years ago. I ask a friend of mine if he wants to go to the local forest with me, it's fairly small, only a few miles long. I've been there 10,000 times growing up, but he has never. It's all woods, not like a campground or anything and there is rarely ever anybody there even during the day. I pick him up around 5 or 6 and we go. It was tons of fun just walking around and hanging out. It's maybe like 8 now and is pitch black in the woods. I suggest we leave, so we start walking down the path back to the car, probably a mile away. I don't remember in the moment if it was a small noise, or we both just saw movement, but I looked over to the left and I swear I saw something that shook me to my core. It was a humanoid looking figure with no legs, was either weirdly clear, or see-through, moving fast, towards the way we came from, so away from our car, it looked to literally be gliding over things making zero noise as we watch it go by. We then look back and see a giant bright light down the path towards where the figure was moving which is weird because there is no roads or anything for miles, I can't imagine why there would be light like that. I've been there late at night when a cop or ranger would be in the parking area and it looks nothing like it, it was 10x brighter. I was frozen and terrified. I look over to him praying he saw the same thing so I whisper, did you just see that? And he looks at me literally uncontrollably shaking maybe even on the verge of tears and was like oh my god what was that? What's that like? So at that point we just ran. I ran as fast as I could the entire way back to the car and we left. I wanted to make sure we were on the same page on what we saw and he drew a little sketch and it looked basically identical to what I saw. It was terrifying and I 100% believe in ghosts now. I just can't imagine what else it could have been because I specially saw no legs, and no noise was made. Someone sprinting through the leaves and whatnot would definitely make noise. It was so quiet in there you could hear a pin drop. I still to this day have no idea what that was and still get a little shook thinking about it. I tried to get my friend to go back, even during the day, but he absolutely refuses. I had another friend go with me during the day and late at night two or three times now, but we've never seen anything weird. Also, as I'm flaring this post I'm not sure if it should be shadow people, ghosts, or white figure so I hope that's not an issue if it's wrong. I'm not too versed in things like this, but man white figure sounds eerie to this. This is the first time I'm seeing it. Edit. Also, my friend described it as pure white, my description was either clear or see-through. Before I get into my story, I first would like to provide you with some background information that contributes to the story. I am a Native American and, in my culture, we have many myths, legends and folklores. One example of folklore in my culture is the skinwalker. For those that do not know, a skinwalker can take the form of various creatures. However, they will always be slightly different like a cat with dog fur or a dog with cat's ears and human eyes. I have been told stories passed down for generations. As I began telling my story, this is on a first-hand account and everything that is being said is true. Now, with that being said, let's get started. When I was younger, my little brother and I had noticed an owl was following us around. We had noticed that this owl was not a regular-sized owl. This owl was roughly around 5 feet tall. We had also noticed that it would linger around us and watch us. We had considered this to be normal, we never showed any form of fear or anything to that extent. 
My brother and I began to develop the belief that this owl was a form of a protector. Our mom had mentioned that the owl had arrived around the time we were born and began to follow us everywhere we went. When we were younger, we lived on a farm. Any time we would throughout the land, the owl would be around us. Our mom had also told us about how the same owl would sit on the stop sign at the end of the road if we had gone somewhere. When we would get closer to our house, the owl would follow the car back to our property. When we turned 13 years old, I noticed that the owl had stopped coming around the house or following us. When I was 16, I ended up getting into a huge argument with my dad and I ended up staying at my mom's house for a good while. One night I had returned to my dad's house. It was my first time being at their house in months. As nighttime began to rise, I noticed the same owl was at the house. Around 3 a.m., I heard the owl outside. I went to check and saw the owl. I waved to the owl and began walking to my grandpa's house. During this time, the bathroom in my parents' house was being worked on so we had to go to my grandpa's house to use the restroom. As I started walking towards my grandpa's house, the owl began to follow me towards his house. In between the houses, there is a good amount of land, roughly about the length of a football field. As I continued walking to my grandpa's house with my dog, I noticed that the owl was alarmed and began hooting frantically. I looked up at the owl to see where it was and then I looked down to see if there was anything around the area. As I was doing so, I heard movement in a brush in another field, the same field where the cows were located. I soon began to see a big black mass. This mass is roughly about two feet bigger than a Shetland pony. My dog had noticed it and began to growl and run. As I was walking towards the gate, I saw a normal-sized black dog that was not supposed to be there. The dog then began to run towards the stables where my dog ran. After the dog ran away, I continued to walk towards my grandpa's house to use the bathroom. When I was finished, I had gone back outside and noticed my dog was standing on my grandpa's porch visibly scared and shaking. I patted her to make sure she was okay and calmed her down. When she was calm enough, we began walking back to my parents' house. As we were doing so, I heard a noise behind my grandpa's truck, which was roughly 20 feet away from the porch. I had pulled out my knife that I would use as a form of self-defense if I ever got attacked by an animal. I walked off the porch and approached the truck. As I approached the truck, I noticed a creature standing about 5 feet away from me. This creature looked somewhat like a dog, but it was not a dog. I had then remembered that it was the same figure that I saw in the field earlier. After coming out of the stage of shock, I realized that I am standing five feet away from a medium horse-sized creature holding a knife while it's staring me down growling. One of the first things I noticed was its front paws, but they did not look like normal paws, they were elongated and had similarly looked like fingers and they were more spread out than a dog's paw. I had then noticed that its head slowly began to come out of the darkness. I had noticed its eyes, some brown but also whiter around the eye. It then begins to move closer to me. The legs were shaped similarly to a dog's legs. However, the creature's legs were more muscular like a human. I immediately reacted by throwing the knife at its paw. The creature had barely moved its paw fast enough to not get hit. I then hear the owl screech loud and the dog looks at me. I'm closing the distance between me and the creature, it then looks up as the owl begins to fly above me and my dog. I had noticed that the creature was distracted by the owl, I had taken this opportunity to grab the knife and I made an attempt to stab the creature. The creature jumps back to avoid the knife, turns, and runs back towards the field. I can hear the owl flying back towards the field where the creature had run back to. I slowly and cautiously make my way back towards my parents' house. As I approach the gate from the field and into the yard, I hear a yelp and a loud thud followed by a screech. 
I looked up and saw the owl fly from the cow field towards a tree sitting in the yard of my dad's house. When the owl had landed, I looked at the owl and it had looked at me and began to hoot. As the owl did so, I ended up getting a feeling that the owl was telling me to go inside and that everything was going to be okay. The next morning, I woke up and went out to the field where the creature came from. I found a large patch of the brush that was flattened but there was no blood or carcass from the creature that had tried to attack me. I had also noticed that the owl was not around the property. I am now 22 years old and have not seen the owl or the creature since that night. My dad is still located on the same property that I grew up on, and I do visit the property frequently. After that night, I do not know what happened to the owl or the creature. But one thing that I do know is, this event did occur, I fully believe that I encountered a skinwalker. I also believe that the owl was there to protect me one last time. I don't know what to think about this story and I have never shared it because I never thought anyone would actually listen to or believe me so what better place to tell it than here. Ten or so years ago I was driving with my brother in Virginia Beach, Virginia. It was late at night and we were going to grab some food. We were the only car on this road which wasn't abnormal due to the time of night. The right side of the road was wooded with trees and on the left was a fence that ran parallel to the road. A giant wolf-like creature ran full speed in front of the car. It came from the right wooded area and was booking it towards the fence. This thing was at least 12 feet tall minimum. It was hunched over running insanely fast on its back legs. The legs were bent backwards and extremely muscular. The only way I could describe it was they were bent backwards in a way that demon legs are depicted. The legs were furless except for near the bottom where there were patches of fur. It was wearing a brown hooded cloak that was tattered along the bottom edges. The hood covered its head and midsection leaving the legs fully exposed. Some sort of elongated snout was emerging from the front of the hood. It was square like a wolf's and had fur. The thing never turned to look at us. It was running towards the fence, jumped and cleared it. I have never seen anything jump so high. I spent the next couple of moments trying to process what I saw. I thought there was some kind of logical explanation, until my brother said did you see that? And described in detail exactly what I had seen. The only thing that differed was he saw what he described as long claws emerging from the front of the cloak. Seeing this thing terrified me. Ten years later I am still terrified. Any ideas of what it was? Edit. The cloak and the backwards legs were something I really focused on. The cloak was cloth and I am certain it wasn't fur or anything else. My husband seems to think what I described is a Wendigo which I am not sure the description matches at all. It didn't have antlers and from what I looked at those things live way up north. He did mention that there were Algonquian speaking people, Chesapeake tribe, living in Virginia Beach many many years ago. One night when I was seven or eight, I saw something that I now recognize as evil and not normal. I grew up in a town on the Navajo reservation. We lived in a neighborhood, and our neighbors were from different places within the region. This detail is important because Navajos like to live far from one another and only in the immediate vicinity of their relatives. For good reason, they do not like to live near strangers. So this particular night, I was told to sleep in my older brother's room. His room had a bed, a box spring and mattress directly on the floor, and a dresser with TV in the middle of the room. For curtains, he had linen, the see-through stuff that hides nothing, always fully closed. He didn't have posters, pictures, or anything in his room. For some reason, I could not sleep. I tossed and turned and shut my eyes tightly until I saw neon rings outlining the darkness of my closed eye vision. 
I tried counting imaginary sheep, and still I could not sleep. I do not know what time it was when the dogs started barking and rumbling with something. I sat up in bed and looked out the window. Moonlight lit our backyard, and I did not see anything. I merely listened to the dogs who were out of sight. Then from the house to my left, I heard something run off from the rumbling with loud footsteps and dogs in pursuit. Within a split second, the footsteps approached my backyard and into my view. I saw something white run by the window, followed by dogs. It looked like a hyena with an elongated neck and a galloping gait. I also noticed that the neck stood more upright, the same angle that a giraffe's neck sticks up. At the time, I did not know enough to fear what I saw. I did not tell anybody until decades later. As an adult, I told my parents about what I saw that night, and they told me that back then, we lived next door to a witch, a skinwalker. I had seen her leaving her home in animal form on that night. I recall that the neighbor died within one or two years of my seeing the hyena. I have a close trusted friend whose family is of Native American descent, I think he said he was Che? I can't really remember and it's too late at night to ask. His grandparents are full-blooded Native American, and have passed down stories of skinwalkers and not deer. Not deer are deer that are just not quite right, like you'll notice the pupil is square or they'll be a little too tall or a little too humanoid. My friend is not scared of anything, other than these legends. He shares frequent experiences of skinwalkers and not deer throughout his life, but here is the most recent one he has told me. He calls me and our group of friends from out at his grandma's house in the middle of nowhere Midwestern USA. He sounds extremely panicked, saying he tried to call us all multiple times but it wouldn't go through till now. I was driving down the dirt road by grandma's and I saw a deer in the road right? I thought it was dead, but it wasn't, it was looking at me. Not in the deer in headlights way either. It was just like, looking at me like it didn't care. Did you check on it? Maybe it was hurt? No. I don't F with stuff like that, I just went around it. But here's the messed up part, oh my god I'm going to cry I'm so scared bro. It'll be okay dude, what happened? We'll stay on the phone with you. There were more of them. Probably 30 deer, all laying down like they were dead, farther down the road but they were all alive. I didn't see any gunshot marks or any reason they'd be doing that. They didn't move or react to my car, even honking. Some popped their heads up and just looked at me but didn't move. I don't know guys, I don't like this. And I couldn't get signal, and it was so dark. At this point none of us really had explanations. We were just like that's really weird and stayed on the phone with him till he got back to the city we all lived in. He didn't end up continuing down the path, pulling around and going another direction. I just got done reading about someone's potential encounter with a Wendigo and it made me have a holy s moment pop into my head. I say about over a year ago now at this point is when this happened. But some background info at the time of the event. My dad lives in Indiana and he's got roughly 14 acres of land around his home, some farm, mostly wood. Now I remember driving up to his place to see him for a couple days since we haven't met up in a while and by the time I got there it was roughly 11 at night or so. He said he was going to wait out in the shop for me he is out a little distance away from the house. When I pull up, I get out and we have the usual greetings and hang out a little to just catch up. As we're standing outside I start to hear random sticks cracking in the distance, assuming at least 40 yards away at most, and about the second or third time there was a crack my dad goes silent. I had that feeling something was off. About that time we both hear the shout slash shriek or something in our direction. It sounded like a man shouting hey. 
but in a tone that was not normal by any sense of the word. Almost like as if someone were to scream slash shout after getting through something extremely exhausting and their throat was dry. The only difference was that it wasn't faint when we heard the yell. It was loud. Almost like they were 20 or 30 feet from us. It wasn't a sound your average person could have put out. Immediately my dad walks to his truck, hands me his handgun he carries in the truck and gets his gun out, always concealed carrying. We stand there in silence. At this point the rustling in the woods becomes more active almost as if the sound is moving faster towards us. My dad pulls out his flashlight, one of those that have the leads in them and is blinding as hell and starts walking to the edge of the property where the bonfire is located. When he shines the light down we see about 30 or 20 yards out something down in the valley. We couldn't get a clear image on whatever it was but what we both saw was the eyes. Big eyes. The light hit them and it was like the flashlight was going right back at us through them. Just white was all we could see coming back at us. As soon as he hears it shout one last time, my dad yells back, Hey this mother f and unloads his whole clip into that general area. Silence. After that we wait. It was about 10 minutes of us standing there just waiting. For any noise or response. After we didn't hear anything, we decide it's time to head in for the night. I've never been able to properly figure out what that was or what had happened. At this point I already knew about Wendigos and Skinwalkers, but I just was never sure what it was. Anyone have any ideas? Edit. I forgot to add that next day we went down to the bottom of the valley to see if there was any blood or anything that was hit and surprisingly it was clean and completely vacant of anything, as far as we could tell. My dad chalked it up too. Some drunk asshole who was somewhere where he shouldn't have been that night. 